Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Praise the Atlantic. We are your hosts, music vibe designer Ross Barber. And singer-songwriter Marcia Novelli. Today on the show, we're joined by Joan A. Williams, uh, attorney and business advisor for artists and entrepreneurs. In 2013, Joan A. founded J.A. Williams Law, the artist empowerment firm, and has worked with clients who've been nominated for Grammys, listed in the Billboard Top 100, Amazon, and iTunes Top Album Charts. We're excited to welcome her to the show and to hear all about how artists can empower themselves in the new music industry. So, uh, hey, Johnny, how's it going? Hey, hey, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, I'm well. But correction, it was actually 2011 when I started my firm, so it's been a minute. <laughs> Ross never messes the up the bio, ever. The <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's because I, no, it's like I, I like started, um, I started Artist Empowerment in 2013, but like the firm, the law oh, okay. firm itself, I started in 2011. So oh, wow. it was like, but right. <laughs> so I'm okay. I, I don't. I don't yeah, get fired. Totally fine. No. Uh-uh. No. Stop oh, right. the recording right now. We're done. But, you know. <laughs> it's all good. All right. So Jonay, we like to start off every interview by asking our guests to tell us three things about themselves that everyone should know. Three things that everyone should know. Um, well, number one is is that I'm generally pretty friendly. <laughs> And that's the one thing that, and the reason why I say that that's important for people to know is because most people think uh, lawyers are not. They think that they're a little stuffy and uncomfortable and all that stuff. But people need to know that I was an artist first. So That makes so, a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the personality is a little bit different. Um, that um, my life is geared towards empowering others and helping them be their best selves and live their best lives. Um, you know, not to sound all Oprah-like, but that's my goal. I love Oprah, so it's all good. <laughs> I love Oprah, I love too, her. but you know, I don't Some people her. hate her, and I'm like, shut up. Like, I she's great. She's but, uh, spreading an awesome, positive message. But anyway. Like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with positivity? It. More of that exactly. in the world. We need it. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, so I've, I've focused my, my life and my entire journey um, along empowering others, and that's what um, I, I desire to continue to, to do in my life. And the other... Thing is, so far as personality, right? Anything you want. Sure, absolutely. Anything. Anything. It's your interview. Uh, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the other thing is, is just as far as interesting topics is, is that I went to seven high schools. So oh, wow. um, I have learned very easily how to navigate and kind of integrate myself into lots of different uh, environments and situations. Because not only did I go to seven high schools, I went to several elementary schools and several middle schools. And I went to, um, and since I got out of college, I've moved to several different states. So it's like constant movement. So that has allowed me to be able to learn how to kind of like 
just navigate, you know, crazy waters, which is part of the reason why I'm an entrepreneur, because nothing is ever like flat and just goes perfectly in a nice, smooth line in entrepreneurship. If only it did. <laughs> if only it did, <laughs> life would be a lot easier, but it wouldn't be as fun, right? I mean, exactly. there's always something, you know, that kind of keeps you on your toes when you're an entrepreneur. Do you want to elaborate just a little bit on why you went to seven different high schools and why you've moved around so much? Um, yeah. Well, my mom, she um, she liked to move. She was one of those type of people where if she got somewhere and she didn't like the environment, like she was like, all right, we're out of here, you know, kind of thing. And so, um, you know, that's part of the reason why we moved so much. And at the time, I really didn't understand it. And I was just kind of like, I just got settled here. I just got some friends. You know? <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. You know, now I got to start over and they're on a whole other curriculum. And, you yeah. know, it was constant. But um, but what I also realized is, is it allowed me to be a survivor and it allowed me to be able to really understand, you know, what makes people tick? Like, what's the commonalities between us all? Because I've kind of integrated and in, in kind of involved myself in so many different communities. And, you know, I lived I lived in different countries before and it's like I really could just kind of get a really clear picture and understand what really drives like humanity as opposed to just thinking everyone is like one specific type of way you know I can see like the commonality but I can also see how our differences make us so incredibly unique and special so I think that it was just kind of primer for the journey that I'm on now I love it. but at the time I hated it <laughs> I think, you know what? I actually, I think that takes a lot of guts. I, 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 a lot of people will just stay where they are, where they were born, because it's just safe, you know. And, and that works for a lot of people. I'm not judging that. But I also think if you're not happy where you are, find a place that is right for you. Mm -hmm. I'm totally a supporter of that. I'm a supporter of that too, and I mean that's what I think my mom kind of taught me on the back end lesson is is like you know if you are not happy in your situation or whatever you know you're in you're in control of changing it exactly you know, that that's yeah. what what that kind of lesson taught me and I'm just learning that now so thank <laughs> you. well I I am um, I know quite a bit about your story because I've been following you for for a while uh, maybe a year or two but for about you I send you all kind of like people to work with <laughs> I know. Thank you in business, Ross. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, what's so good about it is, is that you help me look good because it's like I'm working with people on their branding, and then you take it and you bring it to life, whatever it is that we've kind of incubated and created together. So I love it. It's like awesome. Can I jump in there for a second? So you said that you work with artists with their with their branding. Is that mm -hmm. something an entertainment lawyer usually does? No. So, um, that sounds I, more like a publicist. So do you play more than role no. on role? I do. I do. Um, my, I have two companies, actually. So this is actually a good segue. You good. Um, <laughs> I have two companies. Um, one is my law firm is J. Williams Law. And um, my other company is called Artist Empowerment. And what Artist Empowerment does is we teach artists how to become entrepreneurs. And part of the services that we do are our brand and marketing services. And it's just a passion of mine. It's always been a passion of mine. It wasn't something that um, that I necessarily learned, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go to school for marketing and blah, blah, blah. But an interesting fact that you might want to know is, is that I actually found a, you know how when, well, I don't know if little boys do this, but little girls do this. <laughs> When they're little, what? they write down like these little notes about like my husband's gonna be so and so, and we're gonna have so and so kids, and I'm gonna do this kind of job. Never did that. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I'm just I, maybe I'm crazy, but like, oh, no. you know, 
kids, like little girls do this stuff. Like we used to do it in in like middle school and like elementary school all the time. Like I'm going to marry so-and-so. And, yeah. so well, anyway. you are in the music business, so you have to be a little bit crazy. So I'll, yeah, we'll go with yeah. that. <laughs> Nuts. Uh, no. But um, but yeah, so I found this piece of paper like um, a couple of years ago when I first kind of was in my first year of my business and I um, and I looked at it and it was one of those little papers that I had from when I was like a little kid. Right. Right. And um, and I was in this in, and I looked at the handwriting and, you know, just kind of like what it was. And I was like, OK, this had to be like around middle school time when I wrote this. And it said the career that I wanted to be. I said, I want to be a success successful attorney and a marketing executive. Oh, wow. <laughs> who writes that? Like, who writes that as a kid? People are like, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a singer. Astronaut. Well, I remember when I was in nursery school, which I guess would be kindergarten, uh, and oh, they, were, they were asking everyone. British. They were asking everyone what they wanted to be when they were older, oh. and and I didn't really know what I wanted to be, but I'd heard a job title that, that had a really long name, and I was like, yeah, everyone's gonna be so impressed when I tell them I want to be this, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I want to be a consultant pediatrician, and everyone was just like, what's this? Because everyone else was like policeman, fireman, and here's me, five years. <laughs> old or no, younger than that four or something consultant pediatrician i don't even know if i knew where it was at oh, that time but, um, but yeah that's that. okay so you know what see this is the reason why we're such kindred spirits like you make me feel better about my life because i was like who the hell writes marketing <laughs> so and then and, and who says attorney at that age oh, usually exactly. you say lawyer i wrote yeah. successful attorney and I didn't just say attorney and marketing executive. I said, I want to be a successful attorney and marketing executive. I'll never forget that. And like, I actually posted it on social media and everybody was like, of course, Johnny, of course. <laughs> of course you wrote it. that in like seventh grade or something. <laughs> so, but thank, but thank you, Ross, for making me not feel so weird. I have a, I have oh, you're welcome. I will probably do that many times throughout this interview because I'm just so awkward and weird. Uh, and Marcia was too. So, so. I too. So it's like, so it's like we're we're the awkward's all together. Yes, I, I like that. The awkward's. We're using <laughs> yeah. that. We're using that. That's gonna be part of the title. Awkward. Totally. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a space for us. You know, like there. You know, there's a space for like you know the fancy kids that are like you can't sit with us. Blah blah blah. And then there's like you know a space for the people that are like, hey, you want to sit together? Sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Whatever. You know? That's why I've been my whole life. <laughs> So, so I know obviously you, you wrote when you were a kid that you wanted to be a successful attorney. What would you say inspired you to follow that path, um, but maybe more specifically for musicians and the creative uh, entrepreneurs? Oh, great question. Um, well, it started because somewhere along that long journey, I actually forgot about the desire to be a successful attorney and marketing executive, and it switched to music. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And I was, um, I was actually, I started singing when I was five. So it was just naturally what I wanted, um, what I desired in my life to go down that path, you know, as I grew older. And so 
um, I was still, you know, I performed from the age of five all the way up to um, when I was like 17, 18. And I thought that this is what I wanted to do in my life. I thought that, okay, I'm definitely going to be an artist. I'm going to be, my goal was I wanted to be a background vocalist for Usher. Like that was like my life goal at the time. I was like, this is it. This is what it's going to be. And obviously, you know, the universe had bigger plans for me, which, you know, I appreciate. Um, But that was what I wanted at the time. And so um, what happened was that I started to be be a songwriter and I was, you know, doing my background vocals and recording and things like that. And my mom was actually in the music industry as well. She was a record promoter. So it was just kind of a part of our entertainment was just part of our life and our everyday life and our world. And so I, you know, um, started doing this and I met a engineer who had different acts coming through his studios I would lay vocals I would you know write lyrics and all of that and I was never compensated or credited for my work even though I was told I would be um so at the time me being so young I didn't realize what that meant I didn't know I knew there was something inherently wrong with what happened to me but I didn't know how to protect myself I didn't know what I needed to say I didn't know how to you know walk into a studio and be like no before we you know before we lay down any tracks I need paperwork xyz I didn't know that at such a young age and I know that there are so many different artists that actually go through the same type of scenario so what happened is is that my my world kind of evolved from that from that pivotal moment into doing different types of jobs within the industry. So I was um, I was a manager for a bit. I was also I also ran my own event planning company for 11 years where I worked with artists and put on artist events and concerts and showcases and things of that nature and just basically created a platform for artists to be able to express themselves. And so um, I realized that I wanted to help in a bigger way. And what I saw what was the thread through everything in our lives is the law. So if you look at just life in general, like the law is what connects everything. The laws of gravity, laws of the universe, spiritual law, you know, laws of the land, you know, all these things connect us all. And we're all kind of held together. Society is held together by the laws. So I wanted to know how is it that artists can actually use the law as something that can help their creativity flourish as opposed to being something that keeps them confined and in a box and not able to really fully feel protected so that they can like put their work out in the world in a bigger way. And how is it that it can kind of, you can use it as a way to empower you as opposed to, you know, disempower you. And so that that's kind of what led to the journey to go to law school. I was just like, I want to know how do artists really do this? How do they not not only protect themselves, but how do they create like a solid foundation for what they want to do in the world, which will allow them to, you know, flourish as creatives because, you know, that's what we need more of. We need more creative people in the world. We need more creative energy in the world. And something like the law shouldn't be a hindrance to that. It should be something that helps us move forward. And, you know, if you, and you all know with like crazy contracts and and different things that happen in the music industry as it's kind of evolved and changed over the years, you know, it's it's been a stifle to lots of different creative people. Some of their projects are never going to see the light of day because they are, you know, held down by contracts that are, you know, unfavorable to them. And so, you know, it was my it was my job to say, okay, you know what? 
um, you can empower yourself and it's your responsibility to have the knowledge, but it's also the people who have the knowledge is our responsibility to provide that way for you to access it. Wow, that's a great answer. Thank you. That's Sorry. a great answer. Joni no, does no. a lot of public speaking, so she's a great, no, <laughs> she's beautiful. great speaker. <laughs> Thank you. You have me, you have me at, the, at the edge of every single word that you're saying. <laughs> No, I've, I've got, you. I've got a having everything that you said there and protecting yourself. Actually, I, I have a lovely, and again, I guess we'll say this a disclaimer. This is not professional legal advice that it's binded or anything like that. But when the case of a music video, okay, so I'm an artist, and you know, I, I work, I, I make music videos, and I hire people to do that. Now, that is something that's a work for hire, mm-hmm. right? Now, who owns the music video? The artist that paid to have the music video made, mm-hmm. or the director or whoever put, made the music video. Okay, so how a contract works is is basically it's like there are two parties or several parties coming together, and then what they're being they're saying, okay, you have this particular you know service or you have this particular thing, I have this particular thing like money, and we're going to come together and we're going to do an exchange, and then from there this is what's going to happen. So that's kind of how contracts work, and I'm not saying that is to be you know I'm not presumptuous and saying like you don't know what this means but I think people need to understand that there are two relationships coming together that are bound by something so consideration is what that's called so like money for example so if I you provide a service I provide you money the the result of that is x so Mm -hmm. in this in the scenario that you're talking about so if you're an artist and you're saying I'm hiring a director a producer a video team and a so and so and a such and such I'm going to hire all of these people to actually craft and create this video for me you are then if the contract indicates this you are hiring these people as a work for hire and then by which they will then create whatever it is that you paid them to create and then you will own the rights to that product Mm -hmm. so you will own the actual intellectual property that's a result of the contractual relationship does that make sense yeah that makes absolute sense now what if there is no contract is that something that a work for hire is it always considered something you paid to own well the thing is is that in in Depending on where you are. So I know that you guys are, um, you, you know, you're in Scotland and you're in Toronto. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so so it might be different where you are. But I will say in U.S. contract, com- common contract law, there's either going to be a written contract or there's going to be a verbal contract. Mm-hmm. And both of those are legally binding. Yeah. So if you say, hey, John, can you can you produce this video for me? And, you you know, the understanding is, is that you're. You're going to produce it. And I'm going to pay you and I'm going to own it. And he says, all right, sure, dude. Like, that's totally cool. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's a contract. But what I always recommend and what I tell my clients to do is get it in writing. Even if you don't have a solidified contract, have something on email that just says you transferring the rights to me after this is over. Correct. Exactly. I'm paying you X. Correct. Get their assent that they say, yes, that is correct. Great. John send. Like just something on writing that indicates that because if something happens and this video goes viral and then all of a sudden Warner Brothers music is coming to you and blah, 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 blah. You don't want him to come back to you and be like, um, excuse me. Uh, you owe me X amount of dollars. No, I actually paid you. And this is actually my product. Yeah, exactly. 
and the thing is is that so many artists don't do that and mm-hmm. and that's when they end up in in such trouble and that's why i say you know don't let the law be a barrier let it be something that helps you actually seek out attorneys that can actually create these agreements initially for, for you and then you just just continue to use them in whatever relationships that you get in. If you know you produce videos, you know you need certain people to produce those videos, just get those templates that that they provide for you and then be able to kind of use those as you go because you do not want a situation where there is a a battle of the terms. No, well, John told me that if I did this, then blah, blah, blah. Well, no, I actually said X, Y, Z then what happens is that it ends up in court and then there from there it's up to the judge to decide right. so you don't want to go down that route or whatever and that is going to cost you way more thousands oh, of dollars yes. and way more headache <laughs> i love that we're discussing this because this is not something that often comes up on our show aros um intellectual property because even even something there obviously you're familiar with derivative work so music video is also derivative work so again depending on where you are in the world um, anything that's derivative work automatically is owned by the original content creator, but it's not always like that, right? It, <laughs> as, it shouldn't as, always as be like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I said, like, technically, yes, that is true or whatever, if the terms were not worked out prior to yes. of who it actually owns the creative yes, work exactly. that's created. So let's just say you created a particular video and then I saw that video was totally inspired by it. And that's inspiration is another story. Totally inspired by it, wanted to create a derivative work from it or whatever, then you you originally owned that content. But let's just say if you didn't work that out on exactly. the back end with the video created. Exactly then there's a whole big mess of yeah. like who actually owns the original content and you don't want to get into that mess. And so that's right. the reason why I said, okay, you know, artists, like you guys get a lot more savvier when it comes to the intellectual property piece of it. And it's not your job to know all the ins and outs. What mm-hmm. your job is as an entrepreneur is to hire the people that do know the ins and outs. Exactly. Like that's your job to get those trusted relationships in place so that you can go, hey, oh my God, I need a web developer or I need a web designer. I'm going to send somebody to Russ as opposed to I'm going to try to help you web develop. That's yeah. not what I said. No. I love that we're talking about this because, you know, even moving past music videos and go to a record producer, you know, generally speaking, and it, it should be you're hiring a record producer. It's a work for hire. Everything that they do within a certain amount of time, you own as the artist. But some people might get into a situation where they didn't sign a contract that specifically says that. And a producer could own some works. I mean, I'm sure there are horror stories like that. And yeah, also with photography. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's usually a three point. You know, you got to make sure that. That that's say, stayed in a contract, and these are really simple. Like anytime I've I've made an album, where it's it's pretty simple, basic contracts. You know what I mean? Uh, would it be right to to basically um, sum all this up? Besides, obviously, you should always get something in writing just to be sure. But typically speaking, when something is a work for hire, you're hiring um, someone for their services, meaning that you own that. You're you're paying yes. for that. The person you're who paying. paid for it owns that. Yeah. Right. Once once they once they are um, once they are paid, the contractual relationship is complete from their end, and you then own the rights to that uh, creative work, that intellectual property. But it needs to be stated that way because there are a lot of creatives that will not sign a work for hire because mm-hmm. they don't understand all of that. It's yes. not, and they try to get a little be a little difficult. I'm not signing a work for hire. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you actually understand what this is? Exactly. It's not. It's not something that's going to slight you. It's yeah. literally something that's going to protect you. It's like yeah. you're. Creating this work, and I'm going to pay you for it. Exactly. 
I'm paying you for your talent. That's really what you're paying them for, the talent that they're that they're providing and the intellectual property that that comes from that work. So those are the things yeah. that you want. And you just want to make sure that that relationship is just set up in the right way, because also people need to understand as entrepreneurs, this isn't an isolated occurrence. Like this is a business relationship that you may have to come back to. If Ross didn't create awesome websites, I wouldn't keep referring him. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if I, he didn't treat people right that I sent to him, then I wouldn't keep referring him out to other artists. So you have to think about, okay, how, yes, we are creating this relationship together now and let's get it on the right page, but also like the relationships and the quality of the relationships that you have around you are what going to, or what going to drive you and your business as an entrepreneur, because creatives, all creatives are entrepreneurs in a sense, you know, Oh yeah. You know, and you have to think about that. So it's like, you know, if you don't have those relationships in place or you're getting a bad reputation or your reputation is preceding you like, oh, God, don't work with so and so. They're so difficult to work with and they're not going to sign a contract. You know, like it's going to be it's going to be really hard for you. So it's pretty it's pretty simple and clear. If someone's if whether this is an artist or a record label or anything, they're paying for something to be made. (laughs) They're paying for something they're going to own, just like you're buying a good. You're buying a service. And that's the difference of someone just doing something on their own accord and and the like you said and hiring someone to do a job as an right. artist i mean everything is a, is you have to use everything as a commodity so i'll use myself as an example if i if i pay for uh, photos i'm going to reuse those not only on my album i'm going to reuse those in posters and if i'm limited to how you know it's not going i'm not going to pay you to You're do you're not going to pay them if, yeah if i've got a, if i if i'm limited to my ownership to a music video I couldn't ever put that out as a DVD with music video, like with anything yeah. like that. So I think it's really important that artists know that they do own it if they pay for it. And if there's any problems, get, get it signed, get a contract so that because yes. you want to own everything. You and need then, to make you yeah. absolutely do. And you need to make sure that there's an understanding that it is a work for hire arrangement, yes. because sometimes that's not it's not the arrangements. I, didn't say, I think that brings us quite nicely into your artist empowerment Facebook group, because mm. there's always conversations going on about uh, various topics uh, and yeah I see the, the creative ecosystem sort of uh, popping up in all sorts of different places with people connecting yeah. with each other and, and supporting each other in various things so tell us a little bit about uh, about the group and, and what you hope to achieve with it. Um, yeah well what I will say is, is that um, this group was just really born of um, the frustration of a lot of artists that I knew and that I had worked with that were just like, you know, I can't find like quality conversations. I can't find, you know, certain resources that I need. I can't find, you know, the artists who have the same mindset that I do. And I attract a certain type of artist. Like I don't attract just like Joe Schmo that's like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I just want to create art. <laughs> and that's totally fine. If you are that person, like, you know, no, no, you know, this to you. But I attract people who are like, look, I want to like make a business from this. I want to, you know, make money from my art. Like, how do I do? So they were really frustrated as to their only connection was me. Like they were just like, and all they would do would tell me is how frustrated they were. They can't, they couldn't find other creatives that were the same as them. Um, And so I was just like, well, you know, I have the audience and I have the ability and the platforms there. Why not put that all together and create a space for artists who are 
are looking for that high that high quality conversation, who are looking for not a place to bitch and moan, but a place to get shit done. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like artists who are actually really care about their career and they're looking for high quality like conversations or they're looking for resources or people that can help them and they wanted to build a community of that. And so the uh, the group was kind of born from that. And it was so amazing because I, I started the group basically in January and we're in May now, even though this is going to you know be in June. I started it in January and it literally had like 20 people in it and it grew. I, I did a challenge um, to kind of like just get people to understand what my philosophy was and what, you know, artist empowerment is about as a company and to help people to kind of propel their careers. And we can talk about that. But the group grew from like 23 people in it to over like 700, oh, wow. like in a matter in a matter of like 30 day time span. <laughs> like it was crazy. And it just continues to keep growing. And I feel really, really blessed that there are so many artists out there that are just hungry for the information and hungry for that quality kind of community. And, um, we, you know, we're just keeping it going. And my hopes for the group is, is that it will really develop more into a global movement as opposed to just a group. Like we want to cultivate um, artist empowerment communities in other countries where artists can kind of wow. pull together and create these kind of high quality conversations and utilize each other's resources because I'm a creative too and so what I understand to be true about the creative's mindset is is that you kind of get introverted you go into your little world you create something awesome you put it out in the world and then you expect everybody to just go oh my god this is awesome oh, it, should, it should be like that it should be like that <laughs> if only right <laughs> But it doesn't work that way. Entrepreneurship is a little different. Exactly. So, you know, what I've learned being an entrepreneur and working in other different types of communities, especially as it relates to, like, you know, getting my voice out in the world and my law firm and, you know, various different things. What I notice is, is that you move faster when you have community. You move more efficiently when you have community. You make less mistakes when you have community. You, you know what I'm saying? You gain more business when you have a community. And like, there's so much benefit to having a community, but obviously you don't want it a bunch of people that are like bitching and moaning and complaining and don't want to get anything done and just want to grapple about what's wrong with the music industry as opposed to looking at, hey, what's right about this? And what is it, how is it that I can make my own way and create my own opportunity? And so that's what it was born from. And, um, and I'm so I'm so proud of it, and we're just continuing to grow it every every day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's a great place to be. You should stop in. Yeah, no, definitely. One hundred. <laughs> trust me, Joy. I will be. So, are you ready for twenty questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of it's. I was kind when you sent that to me. I was like, oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> That's good. Oh, it's <laughs> no, it's fine. You'll be okay. Ready? Okay, cool. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Veggies. Yeah. CD or vinyl? Vinyl. Summer or winter? Summer. Yeah. Yoga or yogurt? <laughs> I can't have both. I can't have like yogurt after yoga. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. Fine. Um, yogurt. <laughs> Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston? Ah, oh, y'all are killing me right now. Oh, um, Whitney Houston. Oh, but they're both such phenomenal voices. So good, though. Damn, that's hard. That's like, 
Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel bad. I'm like, Mariah, I love you, though. Yeah. TV or Netflix? Netflix. I don't even have a TV. I haven't had a TV since 2007. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no TV. <laughs> what about I have, like, three computers? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 2015. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, TV? Like, what do you do with that thing? <laughs> How do you work this? <laughs> Not like that. Not like that. That's that's a phone, right? (laughs) See, I'm glad you called me out. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) What else? Canada or Scotland? Ah, see, that's not even right. How am I going to do that to me? Okay, until okay. you hear the last question. Oh, Jesus. All right, I've never, okay, I've never been to Scotland, so I'll say Canada. Thank you. You know how many people have said, well, I've never been to Scotland, so I'm going to say Scotland. I'm like, wait, that's not. That's not like, it's because it's a mythical so land with unicorns and stuff. <laughs> that's what it, I mean, yeah, it kind of feels like that. I'm like, where is Scotland? I don't so, the next question, Ross wrote down Breaking Bad or Dexter, but I'm going to change it because you're a lawyer. I'm going to change it to Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Oh, my God. And you know what? This is not going to be hard for me because I haven't seen either of those. Oh, it would have been really? easier if you would have said. You know, what? after you have to watch Breaking Bad and then you got to get into Better right. Call Saul because you will really appreciate. I think there's like extra layers of humor. Are they on Netflix? Yet. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, Breaking Bad okay. on Netflix. Right. Uh, Better Call Saul, I think, will be on there. Okay, all right. So I'll watch it on Netflix because, again, so <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, okay. So um, I would have said Dexter because I have, I do recall seeing a few episodes of that. Okay. I know I sound so ancient, but I'm like, <laughs> I, I just don't watch TV. Like, I'm so, like, I have, like, my life is, like, social, internet, media, blah, 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 and, like, Skype. And, yeah, I mean, it's just. So Beyonce or Destiny's Child? Beyonce. That's a no-brainer. Cabernet or Merlot? Ooh, Cabernet. So New York or Detroit? That's I went there. Okay. It does get worse. These questions do get worse. This is not right. Okay, I have to choose my hometown because it made me Detroit. There you go. The Voice or American Idol? The Voice. I'm not into any of the shows, but that, that show is better. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen them both, and I've actually had clients on both, oh, and yeah. I would say that the voice is better. So now we've got the battle of the Michaels. We've got Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton. Jackson, sorry. I sorry, I shouldn't shake my head. We're trying to get Michael Bolton on the show, but <laughs> <laughs> because Ross was like raised, I was raised on Michael Bolton and Mariah Carey. So twerk or work? Work. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I, I do like to twerk every now and there again. There you go. <laughs> but no, like probably no. the only and only the lawyer we'd ever have on the show that would admit that, and I love that. <laughs> That's what you separates know? you from the rest. <laughs> it's so true. And let me tell you, there's a um, I was doing a webinar um, because I still have to work. I did a webinar the other day, and this lawyer tweeted me, and she was like, "Thanks for making being a lawyer so cool." I was like, Aww. Cool. <laughs> I was like, "Can it actually be cool?" But okay. <laughs> So, how do you feel about Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Okay, so I'm probably going to be the only person that says this, but I really like Ricky Martin. You might be the second person that's said that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. Okay. So, 
you know, I mean, people hate on Ricky, but you know, for he had his time in the, in the shine. You know, he had his shine. You know, everybody was shaking their bum bum. You know, the whole thing. You know, so I can't even I can't even hate on my boy. Like he, there you, go. you know, he did his thing. You know, <laughs> he might not be as relevant now, but right. but you know, he's living his life. You know, there and you he's go. doing it now. But yeah, there you are, Ricky Whale <laughs> or kale. Wait, how do those go together? <laughs> they rhyme. <laughs> That's the only. They oh rhyme, right? You can't deny that they that they rhyme. That's true. <laughs> whale or kale, they do rhyme. There is some alliteration there, but how the hell does they go together? I guess whale. Okay, because they are beautiful creatures. Whale, but they're beautiful. They're beautiful creatures. But I want to eat kale, though. That's then. There you go. That is a wonderful answer. I eat kale like every day. So. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I was going to have a salad after I'm doing it. I love it. There you go. Yeah, totally. And if you like rhyming, you'll like this one. Bette Midler or the Riddler? <laughs> These questions are hilarious. <laughs> um, The Riddler? Sure. I'll, I'll go with the Riddler. Oh, well, wait. Do, do people always go with, like, Bette Midler? Uh, no, most people go with the Riddler. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah, more people go with the Riddler. Yeah. Well, I like Ben Midler, but you know, I like the I like the, the Riddler. Riddler. Yeah, totally. Riddler is kind of like a less popular Joker in a way. It's like uh, a yeah, much more tame, he's like, not he's as like cool. Underground, you know, he's like the he's like the awkward like one. He's like the the. He'd be our friend, probably. Yeah, he'd be part of our table. He'd sit at our table. Totally. So I'm sorry for this one in advance, but final question is Ross or Marcio? No, I am not answering that question because I love you both. Like, Aww. no freaking way. I no, nope. I'm bowing out of that question. <laughs> like, no, I, no. I'm, I'll be a little kid. Like, you need to answer. Well, like, I like you too, so I would be so heartbroken if you picked Ross. <laughs> oh so I'm, I'm not going to push. Yeah. That. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm not no, gonna I, 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 like you. You're all. You're on one program. You're like one person. So I love you both. Oh, how nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Oh my god. We like that. So what have you been listening to lately? Do you have any music recommendations? Oh, you know what? Okay. So I am usually an underground music person um, because I work with, you know, I work with primarily independent artists and Mm -hmm. love it. So, um, but I will give two recommendations that I've actually, that are mainstream projects that I actually have been finding quite pleasurable. Uh, well, one of them isn't a mainstream project. One of them is my one of my clients, Honey LaRochelle. If you don't know her, you need to check her out. She has an incredible voice. And she and beyond having an incredible voice, she's a really great songwriter. Some of her songs have been featured on shows like Glee, Law and Order, SVU. Like she's been, like she's wow. had you know, her music placed in lots of different places because it's so good. Even uh, Janelle Monet, I believe, picked up one of her songs a couple of years ago. So she's a really great songwriter. And um, so I would definitely recommend her. And, um, and actually, and, you know, like, please don't, like, throw stones at me through the computer. But I'm actually... <laughs> don't do it. I promise okay, you. Okay, we won't. Okay. So the other project that I've been listening to um, is Nicki Minaj, her new album, The Pink Print. And that's, I have been a Nicki Minaj like, <laughs> like oh my God, like since she came out, I'm just like, ah, like, yeah. and then I actually was like, okay, fine. I'm going to listen to this album because she did something, you know, with another artist that I liked. And I was like, all right. I'm Who's the gonna- other artist? 
Beyonce. Oh, so, okay. So I listened to it and I was like, wow, okay, this this album, she's actually really skilled as a lyricist, mm-hmm. first of all. And second of all, I understand that this album has had, had some mainstream appeal, but you can actually hear like the depth of what she was talking about versus her other albums just seeing kind of like Poppy trying to, you know, kind of get on and, you know, you know whatever. Yeah, they doing, yeah, exactly. They know what they're doing. And I mean, you know, she, she's at a label. So, you know, they they get it. Yeah. But what I listen to the actual some of her more soulful tracks that are not the ones that she puts out as mainstream. I was like, oh, my God, like she there, there was actually a lot of like depth. And she was talking about like, you know, um, breakups, but not in a way that I've ever heard a female NC talk about them before. And the way that she was just kind of describing how she, you know, dealt with her, um, her family and, you know, dealing with like her ascendance into like fame and how she's relating to like the people around her and, you know, the other people that are in her life and like the, the hardships that she's had to endure as a result of like just going for her dream. I was like, wow, there's actually some content here. Okay. I actually understand her a little bit more. And it, and, 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 and actually, um, it made me go and actually look at more of her older stuff, like before she actually got famous. And she is a beast. Awesome. Yeah. It's been so can... awesome. Yeah, totally. It's been really, really great. Have it. I, I, this is like the most fun interview I've ever had. <gasps> yeah. That makes me so happy to hear that. <laughs> That's what you always want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Where can people find you online? Oh, awesome. Um, so you can find Artist Empowerment at artistempowerment.nyc. Okay. Um, and that is uh, where you can access Artist Empowerment and learn more about what it is that we have to offer in terms of helping you know what you need to do to empower yourself. And um, what we're actually launching um, very, very soon, we already have people in it, but we are going to be launching it on a larger scale pretty soon is um, Artist Empowerment, our academy, our business academy, where we hook up with different types of professionals that are committed to helping artists get their work out in the world and give them you know, advice and, and present to them. So different topics like legal, um, you know, branding, marketing, um, you know, networking, time management, project management, financial planning, tax planning, all these different things that artists just, you're like, hey, I don't know how to do this exactly. stuff. Well, I've assembled a group of incredible professionals that can help you. So you rock. Honestly, I love you. it. You rock. You really do. <laughs> Every, everyone so go follow her on Twitter. It's J Williams ESQ, yes. um, as well as uh, Artist and Power. Uh, yes. Your official website is jawilliamslaw.com. Yes. That's that's your law firm. And law firm. yeah, and, and jo-nawilliams.com is your website. Yes. So everyone yes. go go check this out. Follow her everywhere. Um, this has been such a pleasure, honestly. Oh, so Thank you, fun. Ross, for introducing me to her. This is just very, very awesome. Really, really enjoyed this Thank interview you, a lot. Guys, I've enjoyed so. it too. And you know, like Ross, you rock. Like I just want to just tell you that. Just give you nice. an extra pseudo because yes. you're you're the bomb, you know, and you're a really, really awesome guy. And I think that, you know, so often we don't get a chance to kudo each other. So, you know, kudos yeah. to you and kudos to you. Thank you. Spread that love and positivity, right? <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. so you're you're such a sweet person. Oh, I want to have like a Skype. I know. Can we do a hug? <laughs> yeah. Can we do our, 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 our okay. there we go. We're hugging. We've never done a Skype. Yes, you got to do it. You got to do the same thing. There we go. <laughs> All right. Hey, come back anytime. Much love. And uh, come on the show back. Come, come on the show. Come back on the show anytime, okay? <laughs> I won't be twerking, though. Oh. But I'll be <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.